This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode 33 of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Pip Carney, who's the GM of EO. Good morning, Pip. Good morning, Brendan. Thank you for coming on the show today. Today, I wanted to, I guess, get behind the scenes for so other EOers can understand exactly all the stuff that, I guess, you and, and the team are doing for, for us. Because often I think you come to an event and you don't actually realise all the hard work that's happened yep. in the background. Yeah. So um, tell me tell me about how you got – because you've recently come on to EO as a GM. Yes. How did, how did, what was that process? How did you get involved? So I wasn't looking for a new job, but I was approached for the role by a recruiter. I was the head of clients and business development at a global architecture firm um, and was a little bit disgruntled with the – culture I suppose and so when this came along it was a really great opportunity for me to um, think about something different and a more flexible way of working which is really important for me because of my two girls um, but the process was quite intense actually I went through maybe four or five stages um, which included a final pitch to an ex-president the incoming president and the outgoing president oh wow um, which was the final stage and then I was offered the role so yeah it was a pretty pretty great process to go to in, in terms of for both sides for us to understand a lot about each other and whether or not it was the right fit. So I, I don't quite get that connection though, architecture to, <laughs> you know, managing a whole bunch of crazy business people. Like, well, or are they one of the same thing? Well, <laughs> architects are pretty crazy. So, um, and it's, a, you know, my role was very much a big stakeholder engagement role and my background is all in comms and, and stakeholder engagement and member management for some particular older roles. Yeah. Um, but comms and PR. So I think this role, um, despite the different industry or different organisation, is actually just quite a good fit for my motley crew of a background. <laughs> okay. And yeah. so has it been a bit of a learning curve? Very much so. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But we ha- I had a month with um, PJ, okay. which was fantastic. And then I've now been... Um, solo for two and <laughs> so pj for everyone who doesn't know was a previous gm yes yes yeah wow yeah, so yeah. there was a bit of a handover they there didn't, was they didn't completely drop just you drop in me it. in the deep end no 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 <laughs> although it still feels like every day there's something else that's new but that that's what the beauty of this role is i think yeah and so have you met quite a few members already i have i've been to every event um right down to even doing the slp forum training in my first week so um i've met lots of partners as well um so yeah i'm getting around and meeting people face to face but also having conversations on the phone with them um, Mm. to sort of talk about their personalized member journey and it's um it's probably the quickest way for me to get to learn about eo and people's experiences it's been really valuable okay okay so that's i guess that's number one so eo is actually actively engaging all the members just to find out what they're what's working for them, what's not working for them. Correct, and how we can sort of um, enhance their entire experience, really. Um, We've done a lot of work on the onboarding process for new members, but we want to really start to do a lot of work around um, retention and, you know, providing value for members that have been around for a bit longer as well. Is there an average lifetime for an EO member in Sydney? The average tenure at the moment, based on the most recent stats I did, is six years. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, but uh, we've got some very long-standing members and a lot of quite new members, so it's a little bit skewed. So when do when do people fall off the wagon? Have you worked that out? Around the five to six year mark. Yeah. And yeah. do we know the reason why? There's varying different reasons. That's, some that's me, incidentally. <laughs> I'm five to six years exactly. Don't so. go anywhere. <laughs> um, there's varying reasons. Um, some people sell their businesses. Some people move to YPO. Yep. Uh, some people feel like they've got everything they have from. And of course, there's um, you know negative experiences as well. So we're sort of just trying to identify all of those and mm. and sort of catch them early, I guess. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the things that um, that you can do for members who may feel like they're coming up to that stage, yeah. or maybe they you know maybe because I've I've found myself you've sort of well this is just for myself you've got to sort of you've got to put some effort in otherwise you know. You do you do reach these sort of flat moments where yeah. you're like oh I don't know and but then when you you put some more in then you it starts giving back so yeah I think like everything in life I guess so. yeah I think and it's coming out of all my conversations is that you know people are getting out what they put in um, mm. and that there is so much depth to EO um, it's just about actually sifting through all the noise and finding out what it is that you can take up that's going to be perfect for where you are at in your mm. business life cycle um, so whether or not it's the leadership journey towards the leadership team and the board ultimately or if it's moving away from you know a real focus on forum to more like my EO stuff or global events global learning um, just sort of really sort of understanding where people are at and and sort of giving them a bit of a steer in the right direction because it's all there but there's just so much information yeah it can be a little bit overwhelming I'd imagine correct yeah and so who are the team behind EO? that make make all the magic happen yeah um, well it's me obviously yep. <laughs> <laughs> but then I and but well the magic with me would never have happened without um, Natasha Chamberlain who is our support person who most people know and love um, she also looks after the accelerator program um, and is just so knowledgeable about everything to do with EO she has really great global contacts um, and she is pretty much the go-to person for everything um, with EO and particularly for me. Um, and then we have Jody, who is our events manager, who puts on all the fabulous events and manages the budget and deals with all the suppliers and makes sure everything looks fantastic and handles all the complaints and makes sure oh, the food's there, right. There's complaints, is there? I didn't realise. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, well, you can't please everyone all the time. That's yeah. law, right? So I'm, I'm curious what sort of complaints without, you know, dropping anyone in it are. Uh, uh, look, there what, could be food. food. Or? Really? Yeah, sometimes okay. a speaker doesn't resonate with someone. Okay. Sometimes a venue doesn't resonate. Like, again, it's you can only do your best, and we talk about this a lot, um, Jody and I, because it, it all depends on the individual as well, and you try and create a fabulous experience yeah. um, based on all the history that she has creating these events. Um, but you can't place everyone all the time. But I mean, it's not Jody that's choosing the speaker, is it? Oh, uh, so we have the membership. Uh, sorry, not membership chair. The learning chair, yeah. who works um, to pull together the speakers for the calendar for the year. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but again, um, not a, not a, every speaker is going to resonate with everyone. But how, generally, they're all pretty interesting people. How many events are we doing a year in Sydney? So this year, we've actually tried to pair back the events, the number, oh, but okay. increase the quality. Okay. So we're sort of, last year was 
probably two per month, then we're sort of looking at about one per month. This oh, year. right, okay. Maybe one or one in some months too, just okay. depending on what's on. And do you think that's got something to do with like the rise of my EO? That seems to be, I don't know, I see it around a lot more now, people going into these my EO groups and... Yeah, yeah, mate, potentially, yeah, because they can sort of be around people that have the same interest and um, you create events that are specifically around that, for mm. example, taking a mountain in Canada and going skiing, for example. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of my EO coming up around Sydney Uni and I think we'll see people participating in that a lot more and that's where we'll be pushing a lot of people to sort of get more involved if they're feeling like they're not getting enough mm. out of just the day-to-day events yep. and learning that we have in our program so yeah so what are some of the exciting events coming up uh, so we've got warren rustin is the next event um he's coming out from the states which is amazing he's kind of doing a, a, a australasian tour so he's doing most of the chapters in this region um and then after that we have the agm which is a really great event we've got a fabulous speaker brendan cook who's the ceo of o media um, and Jody's doing some pretty cool stuff around that. And then post that, uh, and I think I've got to save the date, is our Christmas party, which is essentially going to be one of our, or normally is one of our oil events. And let me just check that date. 7th of December. Okay. So that's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I've heard, I've had a few teasers around that one, so that should be a really good night. And again, that's one of the nights where we bring our partners if, if yeah. they want to come along. And so it's a yeah. good experience for everyone. And so with the Sydney University coming up, mm-hmm. you've, you've picked a great time to take the reins. Yeah. So, is <laughs> yeah. that a lot of work? Like well, w- what's involved with putting to- together well, a university? To be perfectly honest, I don't have that much to do with it. Um, Kyle, our outgoing president, um, is the champion, Kyle and Libby Ray, um, and they have a team around them putting it together essentially it's organized by global but we have champions here in sydney that are actually making sure that we're going to be hosting um our guests and having the myeo events around them and trying to tie it all together and and as a board we've um worked out some great subsidies for our for our members in order to be able to attend so yeah that was going to be my next question like I guess my thoughts were, oh, it's in Sydney, we get to go because it's just another chapter event, but it's not really like that, is it? No, it's a global event um, and often, as you're probably aware, we do provide a subsidy for these types of things. It's quite an expensive event, but Mm. we want our members to be able to participate. So there's some models around day passes and that's all going to be communicated over the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So if you were coming from outside, what, what is the cost to attend? Uh, it's uh, around the four five thousand dollar mark, yeah. Oh, okay. Even as a Sydney member. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's okay. an expensive event. Yeah. So there must be some amazing things that we're putting on. So is it going to be it, bigger than the Olympics, for example? Or <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially. Put Sydney on the map for yeah. the next twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think. Um, well, I think the the actual event. I don't have too much detail about as yet as to what the content is and the speakers. Um, but we will certainly be doing a lot around, um, like particularly um, hosting our, hopefully our sister chapter Colorado, oh, um, okay. for an event as well. Yeah, yeah, right. So they're heavily involved, or well, or hopefully they get a few yeah. people coming across. And how, a, how many people come to a uni? Do you know? Like, is uh, the most recent one, I think, which was in Portugal, had eight hundred people. Oh wow, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let me do the math. Uh, so you're talking two, three million dollar budget. To, It'll be to, a big budget to put something yeah, like that on. Put yeah. something on. Yeah. 
Oh, it sounds like it could be worth going to. Yeah, eh? like I hope I'm getting all these facts right. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it, they're, they're, look, I didn't give you any homework <laughs> before you came in either. They're, they're they're a big event on the calendar, and when I'm talking to people, um, you know, the feedback from all these universities, whether they're in Mexico or Portugal, they're it's all they all sound pretty amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it could be a, I guess, for members that like myself, I've never been to a global university. I might save myself the airfare and. Come along. Yeah, come along and yeah. way, way, way to go. Absolutely. Wow. Well, mm. that, that sounds like a lot of pe- new people that you can meet from yes. EO all around the oh, world absolutely. right in your own backyard. Exactly. Yeah, and yep. what a great city to be able to show to people. And a lot of them probably may have never, may have never been to this part of the world. So, yeah. So you mentioned before about your two daughters. Yes. How's that working then <laughs> if you're out all the time going to these <laughs> events? and well, or, or do you get a bit of flexibility during well, the week? Well, I have a lot of flexibility actually because I have them. I share the care with their dad, fifty percent. Yep. So I have week on, week off, and I have a wonderful partner that we have a Brady bunch when he has his two children as well. Um, but if there's an event on and I've got the girls, he'll happily keep them for me, look yep. after them. Um, but I've been pretty lucky so far. Most of them have fallen on evenings when I haven't got, had the girls. Oh, right. So, okay, that's yeah. handy. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. <laughs> and is it like, are you always on? I'm always on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so it's demanding where the uh, organisation is demanding of you or is that just... I think the organisation um, is inspiring and I want to make uh, a difference. I want to bring my previous experience into you know, making some changes and making things better. Mm. Things are great already. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly a role where you could just keep going. So. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think being a small team, that really helps? Like you can come up with an idea and then... Yeah, everything happens pretty quickly. Like if something comes in, it's not like, for example, my most recent role, stuff can sort of sit around and get talked about for ages yeah. and then maybe a decision happens after a very bureaucratic process. Whereas here... Um, things move pretty quickly and you have to deal with stuff on the spot, whether it's a member issue or if it's just moving something forward. Um, it is definitely a bonus, I think, that things just happen so fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so you get that, um, I guess, satisfaction definitely. of seeing, making yeah. a difference and yeah. having an idea and actually make it happen. Yeah, and clearing my inbox, which I was never ever able to do <laughs> at my most recent role, but because you're dealing with stuff, you know, straight away... Done. Oh, that is music yeah. to my ears. I can't <laughs> handle people that have like, you know, 22,000 emails in their inbox. It drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah, it's very stressful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm one of these people that like to have less than 10 at all times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm actually getting there. I'm surprised. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, the university hasn't started yet. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. I'll have to, I'll have to remember to send you uh, a few emails, <laughs> Pips. <laughs> you already have about the podcast. Oh, there you go. Okay, I forgot about that. But there we go. So what, what else is on the horizon? Um, Anything? Well, we have uh, recently implemented the EOS management system into the board structure. So um, that's quite a process and we're sort of sucking it and seeing and, Mm. um, you know, doing things a little bit differently. So Um, EOS are like a sponsor, aren't they? They're one of our sponsors, one of our strategic alliance partners, um, and they have the entrepreneurial operating system of which, yeah, um, yeah, we've sort of tried to match with our board roles so that it makes it easier to report and easier for accountability, moving things along. Um, so there's no roadblocks. We know where everyone's at. So that's um, that's probably a 
big portion of so, what's coming up. Those guys must be caning it. I hear all these people putting EOS into their business. So yeah, it seems like it's a good, yeah, really good fit for I think so. EO members. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really good process to work out if you've got the right people for the right roles yep. um, and ensuring that people are accountable for what they say they're going to do. Yep. So, um, yeah. And it all fits on one page. And it, well, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, essentially. So uh, in the on the board handover dinner, most people would have seen the, the what the one called pager. the VTO. Yeah, yep. that's our three-year strategic plan and then everything sort of falls out of that. How long does it put, take to put something like that together? So we spent a day in July, okay. um, which they normally do over two or three days with a, yep. with a normal client. So it yep. was like speed yep. strategy, <laughs> which means um, coming out of that, we're sort of putting the pieces together as we go. But I think we've the uptake's been pretty good and everyone's on board. And yep. um, it definitely makes everyone feel like there's a lot of transparency so okay yeah so just um before we wrap up i just wanted to get a bit of a snapshot of the sydney chapter Mm -hmm. so it's sydney uh, sorry sydney september 2019 Mm -hmm. at the moment how many members do we have roughly 148 with the most recent few that we've just offered yeah okay Mm -hmm. so that's come down a a touch it's definitely we definitely lost um quite a significant amount around this most recent renewal um some things we couldn't do about losing in full forum for example um but we've had a really great start to the year and and on that vto there's very much a um a, a quite big hairy audacious goal to increase um the membership base by 40 this year yeah um and i think we'll do it i think we're doing Really well. I think it's just a natural rhythm as well as yeah. like people come and go Definitely. and then some years you might gain or lose more than the average. So correct, correct. Yep. One of the bonuses though is our female membership base is now at 26%, which is fantastic. That was going to be my next question. So. <laughs> there you go, I anticipated yeah. it. Yeah. And, um, and the goal is um, in the next three years to get to 33. Okay, so, so in numbers that means what, just another... Well, Joe, I'm really I think, grilling you with yeah, that, you with are, the maths you are. and, and all I don't that, even have my statistic. computer yeah. open in front of me. That's not yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, so I think essentially we need to yeah. onboard 50% female. All right. Of those 40 new members need to be 50% female oh, this wow. year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to look at doing some targeted female recruitment as well. And yeah. Um, I guess a, you know out. the more the vo- more female members you have, the more you will attract because. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, don't know, like attracts like, and definitely. And I think the infrastructure we have around the women of EO now is is much more effective and greater than it has been. So yep. there may be some previous members that we may be able to re-engage just based on what we're doing with the women of EO now too, yeah. which is great. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, well we'll wrap up now. Um, I've got five quick questions to ask you. Oh goodness! May I ask how old you are? Forty-one. Forty-one. <laughs> and then, what do you like to do to keep fit? Yoga. Yoga. Uh, how many hours sleep do you get each night? Between six and eight. Okay. And do you have any um, personal goals you're looking to achieve this coming year? Well, I actually just... In the just, next 12 months. Oh, in the next 12 months. Well, I actually just achieved one. I just bought my little dream car, which I've been wanting to do for a while, and that all just happened on the weekend. And oh, I also, awesome. Yeah. So, but next 12 months... Um, buy a new house that fits our Brady Bunch because <laughs> okay. at the moment we're a bit squished in. <laughs> yep. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. And then um, what would you like to be remembered for um, during your time at EO? 
In other words, mm. what's the legacy what's you'd like to... <laughs> That's the question that I asked <laughs> Kyle in the interview. Um, I would like to um, really push equality and diversity and, um, you know, get some um, really robustness around how our members believe and, and, and truly live those values. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So if people want to get in contact with you, Pip, yeah. um, how can they do that? They can email me, call me, WhatsApp me. Yep. Um, I'm often at the work clubs, either or, and I'm always available for lunch, coffee or a glass of wine. Okay, <laughs> and um, your email would be? Pip at eonetwork.org.au. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for um, enlightening us with all that beautiful information. No worries. Thanks, Brendan. 